1: Yes, it does. Hey. We're just a couple days from the Super Bowl. How about the Browns last night? Woo. We don't make it to the Super Bowl, but when we're up for awards, oh. they oh. win them. Wow. Well. Four a f- for four last night. A friend
0: of mine texted me. This was a funny line. He said, that was the best night for Cleveland football
1: since the movie draft day. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably Boy. not wrong.
4: <laughs> that
1: was impressive. I mean, yeah. it was one after another. After The yeah. one that most surprised me was Joe Flacco. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about all of them coming yeah. up in just a little bit, but wow, we do 90 minutes today. We're going to flip it to 30 minutes on WKYC, as Mikey McNuggets likes to call it, never before seen Brown's content. Yep. But I think we're going to talk about other things this week. In that
0: Cavs yeah. and
2: Guardians.
1: Cavs and Guardians, like, yeah. here we go. What? By
2: the here way,
0: guys, go. really quick, and they will all come up later when we talk about these subjects, but I have a record six people. That are out of pocket right now in the last twenty four hours. You wow. ready? Okay. Let's hear it. WKYC's Austin Love. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I saw that a little bit. Earl
0: the Pearl. Okay. Earl the Pearl doesn't even know why he's out of pocket yet, but he is. TJ Watt. Okay. Yeah, Watt. I, I agree with that. Mark Schwab, who's another sports guy in town. Schwabby. 19. Schwabby. Love right. Schwabby, but he's out of pocket. Jets fans are out of pocket. And Madonna's out of pocket. All
1: coming up later. What I'll time did it. Madonna take the stage last night? That's, That's why she's out of pocket. I so Joe last about right night. Now, it was ten, Steve was there. What Steve? 10, 10. You went? Yeah. Had no idea you were a Madonna 10, fan. 10-10. I mean, we love so, you, Madonna. So, so 10, it's funny 10? because when we Mike Polk was live outside for our five o'clock show last night. Yeah. And I ju- I said showtime is like whatever two hours away whatever and I said or not because Madonna is just. Famous for dumping on her fans, <laughs> I, I can't believe they all still continue to show up. It's crazy. Packed house, right, Steve? He said
0: and packed you, house, sold out.
2: Yeah, like, I just don't
1: get it. I, the one thing that drives me absolutely—20 minutes is fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure.
1: Two and a half hours, you're out of pocket. That's completely out of pocket. Madonna, out of pocket. Amen. Out of pocket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thought she did have naked women on stage, so she gets a little boost back for that. Doesn't
1: she always? <laughs> doesn't women, she always? Wow, I didn't know Steve was a Madonna guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: that
2: shocked Steve, me yesterday. Can I tell you all the backstory of this? Yeah. Um, Anthony's friend, Maddie. Yeah, I could say her name, right? Yeah, Maddie. Well, you just helps did. In, yeah, helps get tickets. So Steve was like, Anthony, when Maddie gets the pre-sale code. I need this Madonna ticket presale code, like, ASAP. Steve, wow. I don't know if he's ever been more excited to go to a Madonna show than I've seen Steve in the year and a half I've known Steve now. Who would have known he's a Giant Madonna girl.
5: Girl. <laughs> What'd you say, Bo? Uh, G-, G? I said, who would have known he was a material girl? <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Steve got a lot of – he got a lot of – He's a renaissance he, man. He, 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 people think i will be doing a lot of stuff. He'd be like, you like that? Steve – be doing a lot of yeah. stuff. You have no clue where Ooh, you like gee, I just Damn. noticed the haircut. Oh, you right? like that? He's sharp as a tack. Woo! You, you like that, man. You know, so shout out to Jason, man. Shout out to Jason. And Lakewood. He hooked you up? Yeah, that's clear. Tybus, he said, come see him. See how that's razored up. Man, so shout out to uh, my, my my guy, Jason, in Lakewood. Phenomenal barbershop. Of course, the barber has to have a barbershop he goes to. Shout out to
1: him. That's right. You know, really, it sounds like it should be a Sponsor. It's I mean, <laughs> I mean, it like a match made was, in heaven.
2: Jason's the barber you did your first barber shop at, where I met Earl for the that first is time correct. before, right? Is that the same place? Yeah, so yeah cool. Jason's a cool dude. Yeah, have yeah. you? How many
1: shows have you done from there? You know? Uh,
5: three, three.
1: So he's yeah. kind of like the de facto sponsor. Yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. He, he does. He, you know, I, I run some things. I run a, a couple little things on my own stream. You know, what I'm saying, shot him out. So right. You know, he got a he got like a nice you little shop, man. And by the way, best thing I like about it, family friendly. You can take your kids, that's awesome. No crazy music, yeah. you know, it's diverse. They got but a lot to- of good sports talk, I bet. Oh, see, I, I went in there yesterday. We was talking all about G Bush. Is they moving the team? Is they moving? They yeah. buying land up with. I said, I wasn't on the show today. <laughs> we got it to was tap funny in. to me
1: how the younger people that didn't live through the Model move mm-hmm. were up in arms about this. Oh, yeah, and I'm like, yo.
5: They're not going to Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> They're going to Brook Park. Their heart was hurt. like they. But a lot of people want that thing right where it's at. Like, they want it on the I water. They want to walk down there. They want to drunk, they get drunk from West 6 and stumble down there. The Muni, I get it. And, and, and here's the big thing. The Muni lot is no longer the Muni lot of that. No, no, it's
1: not. No, it's, it's gone. It's gone. It's that <laughs> is a
5: part of, like, Brown's people's
1: history. lives. Here's the thing. Um, we had a big conversation about this yesterday. Even if they move. There will be, and this is why he wants to move it to a place that you can do this. It will be Brown's Town. Yeah. Wherever it goes, whether it's Brook Park, Independence, it doesn't matter. The reason for this move, and the reason that there were 175 acres involved in the buy, is because it's going to be like SoFi, which has become football town in Los Angeles. It's just not, it's not. The days are gone where you just drop a stadium and a parking lot around it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. There will be yeah. residential around it. Mm. There will be certainly commercial, retail, restaurants. It will be an experience that you'll go yeah. to more than eight times a it's year. It's not like there's nothing, like there's much there
0: right now in that right. area. I mean, there's nothing I mean, there. So. There's nothing. There's yeah. a
5: football field and a lot of concrete. So, yeah. m- miss, so Mr. And, and, and Ms. Nuggets... That's a prime time for real estate. You know, uh, McNuggets got to be around around the action. He's he's two steps away now. You're moving to Brook Park anytime soon?
2: <laughs> I very much like the ability to walk down to the Muni lot, shoot my video, and yes. walk back. Like, that, is, it. that is clutch. So if we're going to continue doing Muni lot or X, IX center lot, whatever you well, want. It'll
1: be convenient, though. Like the, the thing of it is a lot of people are kind of bemoaning the fact that it's not going to be downtown. There are a lot of people that well, don't, don't like know the fact that. that it is down. Yeah, we yeah. don't know that. And Even if it don't happens, know we're all. talking five, six, seven years. Uh, I missed a conversation yesterday right. where you guys basically, the talk upstairs was he's using this as a crowbar for leverage. Yeah, for we talked city. about that. Yes. Um, I think this is a game of chicken, though. He's willing to not blink. Like, I think he would be just fine if he had to build his own compound because you talk about revenue streams. Now you're not using it eight days a year. Mm-hmm. You're using it. 150 days a year mm-hmm. you're, you're bringing everything and right, right, anything right. well we need know. a roof you got to have a roof oh it will do. absolutely yeah. be done yeah sure right, right, right. but then the uh, home and garden show which is a 10-day uh, event right that goes there political uh, conventions political conventions the yeah. car shows so, so, everything the rv shows the boat shows so
5: are, concerts year round so what the heck are they going to do with the ix center then
1: well it's pretty much a Dinosaur now. Yeah, like I mean, that's
5: done, it, it's out yep. of here.
1: And, and, and the w- reason it would be a double whammy for the city is I believe the city owns and operates that. Yeah. Um, so that would be another gut punch to the city. Look, it's simple. The Haslam's, it looks like, will put up a billion. They want a billion in, in free money. Um, which is outrageous. Which but, is outrageous.
0: But it's also what normally happens, unfortunately. It is
1: what happens. Yeah. It just comes down to whether or not voters are okay yeah. with subsidizing a billionaire's toy. Because that's ultimately right, what it comes right, down right. to. Yeah. So, I don't. we'll see how it all yeah. plays out. lot to get to on the show today. McNuggets, what's going on?
2: What's up, guys? I am very excited to talk a little Cavs. we got Chris Broussard coming up in a sec. We have a Josh Cribbs conversation that we added late. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. But before we get to any of that... A quick word from FanDuel. It is officially Super Bowl weekend. and Yes, I count Friday as part of Super Bowl weekend. To all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. if you're like us, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite snacks, and placing some super bets. And FanDuel has a ton of different ways to help you end the season with 1W, but hopefully two, three, four, many, many more. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score touchdowns, how many points will be scored, and so much more. And the best part, new customers who join today get $200 in bonus bets if their first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to sign up. That is FanDuel.com slash UCSS. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And today's winning ticket comes from our guy, Eddie, who turned 10 bucks into a nice chain. This was from the Kings game on Monday night, but he hit a six-part same-game parlay, made 50 bucks on a $10 bet. And shout-out to Eddie for a winning ticket. If you have a winning Super Bowl ticket, Make sure you send it in to us on Twitter, email it to us, and we hope to feature a ton of FanDuel tickets over the next week from hope you guys. We're going to complete our FanDuel same game parlay coming up later in the show. We're already at 9 to 1 odds. We're going to pick a FanDuel special today that's going to get us into the 20 or more to so 1 odds. We
1: were able to find consensus Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday then. Close enough yeah. consensus, mm-hmm. yes. Very good. Took so. some time, especially on Wednesday, I feel like. Were there filibusters? Was anybody a holdout?
2: Anything no. like
5: that? No, I think on Wednesday we were talking about um, was we'll, it? Uh, Kelsey? We'll get we'll
2: get to it when you see them all. We'll yeah, okay. we'll it all.
5: also
1: disgusting. we're giving our Super Bowl predictions. Yes. And yeah. our headlines coming up in the thirty-minute show. Yeah. Uh, before we dive into our content, I have to ask you because you, you were, you're very excited about this. You were talking about it before the show. Yeah. Fifteen days. The countdown is on. Oh my God! I'm so my you know my wife and I have not gone
0: away, and some people can't afford to go away at all. So sure. I, I appreciate but we haven't gone away since pre-covid pre-cancer for my wife and it's been a while and this is the this is the longest vacation I've ever taken besides my honeymoon so I'm wow. going away for 9 days I'm oh. so excited and you've already checked the weather I've I love that <laughs> I'm like I know it's 15 days ahead and obviously the forecast can change big time but I cannot wait I'm, we're going to Florida we're just we 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 uh, us and another family Got an Airbnb. It's like a four-bedroom house. Nice. This is a giant pool. We're right on the on the oh. Gulf of Mexico. Will you do a Phillies game while you're down there? We, we're, dip, we're either going to do Philly. We haven't bought the tickets yet, Jays. but either Phillies, Blue Jays, or, or the Yankees. But the Very Yankees good. will probably be the hardest tickets to get in the three. Yeah. But we are going to go. I'm going to take all awesome. the kids. And uh, so it's going to be four adults, four kids. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Uh, I, <laughs> I am literally counting the days. And my son's been sick. He's missed a lot of school the oh, last boy. two weeks. So I'm like.
1: It'll be over it. You know, It'll be gone. I just need everybody to be healthy. Uh, I will tell you from living in Florida five years, <laughs> yeah. the weather in February and March is very reliable. It's oh, not yeah. like you know late summer where you yeah. just don't know. You'll be in the 70s, 75s, a lot of sunshine. Oh. Uh, go enjoy yourself. Thank you. You doing. and your wife and your family, your whole family. Aaron yeah. too, they, they all deserve oh. it. All right, Mike.
2: Let's start with the Cleveland Browns sweeping their four categories in the NFL honors last night. Miles Garrett, your 2023 Defensive Player of the Year. Kevin Stefanski is now a two-time coach of the year. Jim Schwartz, the assistant coach of the year. And Joe Flacco beat out DeMar Hamlin for the Comeback Player of the Year award. Yesterday in overtime, I asked the guys, over under one and a half award winners for the Browns. Jason and Bull both took the over. Obviously, four for four hits. So how surprised are you? that the Browns pulled off the clean sweep in the NFL awards.
0: I mean, I'm only surprised because I didn't think Flacco would win. I, well, I have too. I mean, I, I, the assistant coach of the year, I didn't have any feel for that. So, but I, you know, you thought he had a good chance. I assumed Stefanski and Miles Garrett were going to win at this point, but I was stunned that Joe Flacco won because I thought people, as a lot of people did, would vote for DeMar Hamlin. We've talked about this. I think voting for DeMar Hamlin is ridiculous. And it's no offense so did, to him.
1: So did uh, six or seven other yeah,
0: voters. Right. I mean, it's. Listen, we understand. Give him an award for something else. But he didn't come back because he didn't play. He came back from yeah. death. I get it. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's his biggest comeback you yes, can make. Yes. But he didn't play. <laughs> yeah. I, but but even without DeMar Hamlin, I would have assumed that both Baker and Stafford would have finished ahead of Flacco. But it didn't happen.
1: Yeah. His story was so remarkable. I, yeah. I think the fact that he was just out of the game completely. It's not like he was injured last year right. and came back. The guy spent two-thirds of the season watching from his living room. The reason I, th- I think they got this right, ultimately, um, I think they missed an opportunity to do a big emotional five-minute award feature and at the end of it announced that each year from this day forward there will be a DeMar Hamlin Courage Award winner. Right. I, I, like I think that. the league missed a huge opportunity. I like that, and this is a league that, from a marketing standpoint, misses very little. Yeah, that's true. But I just felt like the crowd wanted desperately to give him the standing ovation that he deserved. Sure, yeah. And yeah. I felt badly that he never got that opportunity. Yeah, that was weird. They, they did, you know, you saw a little brief snippet, but. Yeah. The emotion of a player dying on the field, that's what is in the back of every player's mind. That can happen. And so I thought they missed that opportunity. But I think at the end, they got it right. The the award is comeback player of the year. And obviously, there was a comeback involved for Joe. He was certainly a player. Uh, The same can be said for all the other guys on the list. They came back from things last year, either injuries or in Baker's case, you know, being dealt like a, like a banana peel all over the league. Um, so I was glad that Flacco won. Uh, I just think they missed an opportunity to honor DeMar Hamlin forever moving
5: forward. Yeah, this is, uh, this is very interesting seeing that it's, it's political season now. I'm a very, I'm all, all over, you know, into politics and people think, that's a nasty little word. Um, politics to me is just um, likability. Um, and when you look at this story and the way things set up with narratives, and you listen, uh, Joe Flacco could have been Ron DeSantis', uh, you know, campaign manager. He should have been like, "This is the way you do it." Guys like you, when they like you, you could put up some numbers. And it's all about the narrative and the feel-good story. If you look at Joe Flacco, he came back from sitting at home and came and just dropped dimes. And this year, the Browns um, went from a team that a lot of people didn't like uh, in, the, in the preseason to mm-hmm. all of a sudden, a very likable team. Uh, we, we were arguing back and forth with the national media about, you know, people were saying from Brady Quinn to, to guys uh, on the NFL network, people saying the Browns just on a likable team because Deshaun Watson was the quarterback. Sean Watson goes down. The Browns still have a great defense. And now you put in Joe Flacco, who is a guy who has a completely different image than Deshaun Watson sure. and is playing well. So now that looks like, you know, wow, this guy, this guy really came out of nowhere. Then you have to take into consideration and say, okay, well, Stefanski was already gonna be a coach of the year candidate, but you you mix him and Flacco together. I knew those two were gonna win off top. Now Miles Garrett, I thought that was gonna be a little shaky because of the way the season ended and whether we like it or not we put a lot of we put a lot of pressure on Miles Garrett for the entire defense. If defense plays well, so he gets the credit. He's almost like he's so popular, he's almost like a quarterback. If if the defense plays well, yeah. he's going to get the credit. If they don't, he's not. And I think that Miles Garrett is the is the beneficiary of that that type feeling. The Browns defense was great. Um, throughout the regular season so as a quarterback you're going to get that uh, credit for that especially the way they looked last year so I, I thought he was going to win it and then finally uh it just goes in tandems if Miles Garrett is the, is the defensive player of the year and you look what the Browns did under Joe Woods who's the coach that got Miles Garrett in the defense look great now this year yeah. it's, it's Jim Short so um I, I didn't know they would sweep it, but I thought each of them had a really, really, really good opportunity to win it, and um, I'm happy for them.
0: If you look at – what was interesting, and here comes one of the my aforementioned uh, out-of-pocket people. If you look at the response to the defensive player of the year from both the guys who finished second and third, we have both of those tweets, right, Right, Mike?
2: Yeah, this is first from T.J. Watt. Yeah, this so let's is T.J. Watt's response. Now, which, by the way, the award show did not start till 9 p.m. Right. This tweet came out at 8.12 p.m. So yeah. T.J. was clearly tipped off by his agent. He told it at, uh, tweeted at 8:12 p.m. "Nothing I'm not used to," which sparked a lot of online debate. Right after the award was announced, Miles announced the winner. Micah Parsons came in third. Micah Parsons tweeted this out. Now he was. Take...
0: Resp- hold on, Mike. I think we got to set up. Set I was it up a say little. he's
2: responding to a Steelers fan who put the numbers, the pure numbers of Miles next to T.J. Watt, saying T.J. got robbed. To which Micah quote tweeted. And said, horrible take, Miles was the better player, reality of the situation. Miles faced way more double teams and effect on QBs. Fans, please stop looking at stats and f- look at the film, please.
0: Love that. Yeah, I mean, if, if
1: Micah Parsons is saying Miles Garrett should win, I, I, I'm going to go with him on that. He seems to pay- I think it showed great class from Very, Michael Parsons. Yeah. The disappointing thing to me was, and I don't know, I don't look at Twitter, I didn't yeah. see his feed. Did T.J. Watt afterwards at least congratulate Miles Garrett? I don't think nope. so. Okay, so number one, he did a huge disservice to the NFL, yep, to Miles Garrett, stealing his moment, mm-hmm. and to the fans. You you killed the drama. Yeah. The second that tweet went out and NFL fans saw it, they knew exactly what it meant. Right. Right. I'm really, not only am I disappointed, I'm surprised. I didn't know T.J. Watt was that guy.
0: That was a classless thing to do. But when yeah. people
1: tell you who they are, listen. And that was a classless move. Yeah. Um, and I get it. When If you just looked at those numbers, you would say, oh, well, yeah. I mean, he wins on every metric. But I love Micah Parsons' tweet. Because we've learned at certain positions, it is not only is it not about the numbers, you almost have to just weigh the numbers with a grain of salt. It is the film. It is the double takes. It is the effect on quarterbacks. Look, I thought T.J. had a great year, and I thought the voters got it right. It was very close. Yeah. But for him to air his sour grapes and to spoil the award before it was announced, bad job on as, as, Has
5: he won any defensive player of the year award? yes. He has. I, you know, sometimes, listen, you know, awards are funny, man. Like, uh, if you want to see adults act bad, just put a name on a trophy and say the winner gets this trophy. You'll see people go crazy. I just see people fighting bowling leagues. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you am like, dang, you won that trophy. That? But I will say this, man. Um, you know, when you look at the awards, and, and, and there's a – I think Miles Garrett winning this award, I think this will do something to him. Like, now that he's won it um, – I think that he'll start to think about other things Man, I thought the
1: same thing last night. I said
5: now he
1: can move his preseason focus saying I want to be defensive player of the year now. And I think he even alluded to this at the end of his speech. Now we can think about team oriented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that he wasn't before, yeah. but I didn't like that he talked about individual awards before the season.
5: Because, and you know, I can understand why he did so, because the Browns, it, it, look, if you're on the Browns teams during the time that he's been here, you just, you, you, the only thing you could look forward to was individual That's awards. That's true. It wasn't like you but were going recently. to play. But not So, recently, you know, they've had some pretty good teams. My hope is, you know, and I, I know he'll do it, because if you go watching how he takes care of his body, is is, is world renowned. I wanna see him go in and, and talk to his people and say, Okay, how can I how can I hit my peak in November? How can I, how can I hit sure. my physicality or how can or, or, I stay healthy? Forget
1: that December. I yeah, want no, him at his best with yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, like
5: now. he want. I want to get better as the season goes along. And I think he'll put his body through some, yeah. some different training to get there. Can you do that? Like, like it's more like training for a marathon than a sprint. It is. Uh, and he has, he has the connections. I, I know a couple of people that look like that. LeBron James is one. LeBron James is able to give you in the playoffs. LeBron can still give you turn back the tables and get turn back the time and give you thirty and yeah. eight and nine and, and still carry a team forty minutes. Is that the,
1: because of how he takes care it's of his body? Because
5: because of the way he t- he goes about it. Like you know, Tom Brady is another one. Tom Brady ain't had sugar since. 1972 or something crazy. That's crazy. You know how hard
0: that is? That's, <laughs> yeah, trust that's me, the I final hill to climb for Miles Garrett, is to be as great guy. at
1: the end of the year as he is for oh, the rest of the year. That, that's it. Yeah, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I love that he said this, he took a line from LeBron, Cleveland, this one's for you. That's right. Um, obviously, that's not the trophy Cleveland wants. Cleveland Definitely wants not. the Lombardi trophy. Right? And he did make mention that bigger things to come, or whatever his last line was, before I walked up, by the way, Two things on the dress. Number one, Miles Garrett killed it with the white suit and white shoes. Yeah, that was crazy. He gets my award for best dress of the night. Can we put the shot of Jim Schwartz back up? I yes. hate to delineate by color, but Jim Schwartz, clearly the best West, best dressed white dude in the building. Really? I, I don't it. even remember I, what he looked <laughs> like. He's got a real sense of style, guys. <laughs> I, he He's just, got the check blue and black blazer the and with, the, with the perfect pocket square. That jacket
5: was cut by two tailors. It yeah. fits so perfectly. he got the glasses on. He's that's GQ, a, man, man. He'd be he's doing looking it sharp, up, man. Did Stefanski come in a flannel? What did Stefanski have on? Yeah. He Stavansky was in his pajamas. He did not show up. He didn't show up.
2: Yeah, that's
5: And cool. how about the actor? I can't
2: think of his name. <laughs> Steven Stefanski? Which it turns out he has a cousin named Stephen. Oh. ironically. Oh. Steven Stefanski does exist, and he joked about that. Had- but boy, it's not the yes. coach of the year. Yeah, he but, was not there.
0: But speaking of coach of the year, can you first, before you put up that tweet I sent you, Mike, can you first put up the voting totals for the coach of the year? See,
2: take one five four. Oh yeah, those four. were interesting. So
0: it was very close, right? In fact, I uh, D'Amico Ryan's did. They they tied in points, right? They both got exactly. exactly. Stefanski had more first first had more first place votes. Stefanski so
2: had 21 first place votes. Yeah. Ryan's had 20. It was literally one first place vote wow. that gave Stefanski the
0: man. edge. And I think we all agreed at the end of the year that it really was a toss-up between the two guys. I was
1: surprised Campbell was such a distant third, only yeah, because the Lions had higher expectations, right? That, I, I that's guess. What, that's just what but this hell, is all I had about. But I hope for the Browns too. Right. I mean, I honestly thought that this, and Jimmy did too. Jimmy Donovan did a piece yesterday. He thought Stefanski should be, but he thought that Ryans would be. Right, Mm -hmm. And so did I. But but
0: ultimately, it's not the best coach. It's the best coach with team without expectations.
1: I think it's the the guy that did the best coaching job with the talent he had and the circumstances he had. And I think in Stefanski, it was clearly the circumstances. If you would have in a vacuum said, before the season, the Browns are going to go eleven and six, and Stefansky's going to get the coach of the year. You would have said, "Why?" Yeah, well, but because of the circumstances, it it all factors in. But clearly, it was a it was a, at if the very least,
0: a, a very debatable thing between him and D'Amico Ryan. I agree. Which leads me to our next person that's out of pocket, and that's my friend Mark Schwab. He put up this tweet after the, this morning. The Texans won games with one of the greatest passing seasons ever by a rookie. The Browns had to beat the Niners and others with P.J. Walker, DTR, and the, and the corpse of Joe Flacco. But, yes, the fans, was there. Have we gotten to the point where we're now going to complain about a close win? Come on, yeah, Schwabi. I know. Schwabby. Uh, you can't. That's unfair. No, nope. Even with the injuries. The Texans were supposed to be the worst team in the league. Facts. And, yes, C.J. Stroud did a great job. But he was a rookie, and the coaching staff, and I know the head coach is a defensive guy, but the coaching staff has to be given credit for
5: not only the quarterback playing great, the whole team played great. A team that yeah. nobody thought was any good. I, uh, again, again, I, I'll, I'll throw out this. The reason why Stefanski is uh, Coach of the Year is because of where the Browns started. We, we talked about during the big beginning of the year, everyone hated the Browns. Nobody liked the Browns. Nobody wanted to even say the Browns' names. Right? But they did have expectations. They had, Bulls yes, they yes. had some expectations. But those expectations were people rooting against the Browns doing anything. Right, but people in the beginning of the year, there were teams that had th- the
1: Browns picked to win the
0: division. Right.
5: Whereas Houston was the a- Texans were picked to win four games. That's and, right. You know. So then well, you got to take the look at this. Then on national TV, one of the most beloved players in the league gets hurt for the rest of the season. Right. So when you hit you when you get dealt with that blow, it's like whoa. And then your quarterback, who had not been uh, stellar up to that point, he plays against the Ravens. You think they turn in a corner. Here we go. Tease out for the year.
0: Listen, we know all the reasons Stefanski won. I'm not. I've been saying all year I thought Stefanski should win. Yeah. It's just to say that D'Amico Ryans didn't have an, also a very compelling case yeah, definitely really, unfair. He had a
5: nice year. When you consider, nice year.
1: one of the things that was kind of hard for me last night watching was to watch the Texans, with some of our draft capital, win the Offensive Rookie of the Year and the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Right. Uh, their coach was in the running for Coach of the Year. I don't know if C.J. Stroud got MVP votes. He was mentioned as an, a no. long shot. I don't yeah. think he got any votes that I saw. Lamar Jackson got but,
0: 49 of 50 first place votes. And,
1: and I thought that was yeah. appropriate. I thought they slam dunk got that right. But It was funny, too. I thought yesterday when Jim did his piece on who was going to win, I thought I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns won all four. I won't be surprised if they don't win any of them. I, I don't think Man, anybody was a, was a slam dunk. Yeah. Like, for me, the MVP was a fait accompli. Yeah. I had no doubt right. Lamar was and should win it running away. Yeah. But I didn't really feel as strongly on any of the four. I thought because of the way Miles Garrett finished the season mm-hmm. and because of the season that Houston had, our two favorites – could end up on the outside looking in, and the other two right. guys that won, I think, I don't. Not that Schwartz was a long shot, but I thought Flacco was an extreme long shot.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I, got, I actually yesterday said I thought Ben Johnson, the Lions' OC, was going to win. Yeah, that award. Very, and he very, was one of the finalists very too. CJ coach.
2: Stroud had four fifth place votes. Just a heads up. So four he did get some MVP. Where did, did.
0: And Tank Dell finish? Where did he finish an Offensive Rookie of the Year? Uh, he got
1: injured like Week Twelve.
2: Yeah. Was it?
0: He probably he would
1: have finished third if he hadn't team. gotten hurt. It, it, he <clears throat> would have definitely received votes. Pitt, I mean,
2: Dell did not get a single vote.
1: Yeah, I think it's because he missed the last oh, I mean, third of the season. He was having a great season. He though. was. He had a great season. But I, I, it just hurt me to watch a team that's holding on a lot of our draft capital. Yeah, yeah sure. Really do very, very well last
5: year. Is, is, is there a dichotomy or between the way that the, the league saw you with all these awards, and then the way that the front office looks at what they have, because it it seems like as if right, it oh seems, I see what you're saying. It seems the whole as offensive if, coaching. It seems as up. if they 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 are not as impressed mm-hmm. uh, with what they did last year as what some of the journalists and media members are, because they obviously swept the awards. Well, that's an indictment on Jimmy Haslam. So, so in so my you, opinion, so you, no,
1: I agree with that, Bull. I think I you're mean, right.
5: it, j- yes, I.
0: It looks to us – now, we'll see if Kevin Stefanski gets an extension here coming up, but right now it feels like – I think you're right. It feels like the league respects
1: Kevin Stefanski more than his owner does. Yeah, by the way, on the – how do you take the play calling away from the coach of the year? Uh, you know, right. we, it's still to be determined who's going to call plays. Now, I, w- I want to say something because I think as a group, we believe that this is done, right? That, I do, That uh, yeah. Kevin yeah. Stefanski yeah. won't call plays yeah. this year. Uh Jimmy Donovan who's very close with Kevin Stefanski yeah is insistent that Kevin Stefanski is going to call plays Okay year. I hope he's right and I hope Jimmy is he, he's got Definitely a good plugged got in. a good pipeline so I think that just that tells me that Kevin is likely telling Jimmy or Jimmy's hearing it from someone yeah that no they're not going to take that away now it will be harder for them to take it away based on what happened last I night I think so how do you strip yeah. from the coach of the year well, calling
0: the only the only way you do it is you you is that Stefanski going to have to say publicly it was his decision. There's there's a whether reason. we believe it or not. is But I don't the, know, you know
1: that he will because that's not a sword he wants to fall Probably
0: on. Probably not. But you know you know I there don't
5: know. there is a very that's why I was so shocked when you say one. There's a reason you don't show up for the awards, right? It's 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 a silent protest. Hey, listen, I'm not going up there getting no award. I, I'm over here talking with Dorsey right now to figure out what we're going to run next year.
1: He doesn't even have an extension. He ain't got no, no.
0: extension.
5: So why I'm, I'm, I'm not going to show up to get patted on the back and get embarrassed. Was he the only get... one that wasn't there?
1: Uh, no. The very... Uh, uh, I don't know who else wasn't Micah there, Parsons uh, accepted for CeeDee Lamb. Yes,
0: the uh, okay. play of the year.
1: Yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. moment of the year. And by that, the way, I,
5: I thought that was that was that song.
1: was that three a, plays they picked. That, that's citizen- I mean, I thought Miles Garrett blocking the field goal would be a moment that, of the yeah. year. That that, was, how
5: many times <clears> have <throat> you see that? That Never. was a, that was a citizenship award play of the year. No, nah, yeah, and I just thought the
1: plays they picked. The one that won was the Dak 96-yard touchdown completion to CeeDee Lamb. I mean. It was okay, but yeah. it was clearly a defensive breakdown. Yeah, that he's wide
5: open, bro. I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, I, I thought it was – I think it was very odd. if you're. So, you think a silent protest is why he wasn't there? Yeah, why would you – like, like that's the pinnacle of – like, besides winning the championship, right? That's like saying, I don't know, like, you, you win an Oscar or something and you decide, I'm not going to show up. Yeah, it was it, well, I thought it was odd that he wasn't there.
1: And by the way, it gives him two and four years. <laughs> I don't know 13th, how many people done that. has been done a handful coach of ever. times, but – was it two
2: times 13 coaches now is, including Kevin Stefanski okay. have won two times time, one coach of the year two times so we're going to so move on was it's Kevin, Kevin, not two times not is Kevin Stefanski no,
5: already a Hall of Famer No. 216 no go
0: ahead we got to more than next one guest playoff game here and technically he's 1-0 one zero. second
2: <laughs> after a quick word from FanDuel, It's Super Bowl season Super Bowl weekend is now upon us and FanDuel is helping everybody celebrate if you want because they are unquestionably America's number one sports book. If you're like us, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has a ton of different ways to help you end the season with not just one win, but two, three, and hopefully even more. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for who will score touchdowns, how many points will be scored, and so much more. Right now, new customers who join today get $200 in bonus bets if their first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash UCSS. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And with that, we are going to welcome in... Co-host of First Things First of Fox Sports, it is Chris Broussard, NBA insider who I think worked with Jay back at ESPN, knows G. Bush, and we are now honored to have on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. What's up, Chris?
4: What's up, everybody? Man, you talk about bringing back memories. (laughs) I mean, first of all, you got Jay Crawford, who I was with for years at ESPN, and now and just being in Cleveland, on the Cleveland radio in general and TV, Uh, brings back memories of me covering the Cavs, working for the Beacon Journal, the Plain Dealer, all of that. So it's great to be on with you guys. Thanks for having me. Chris, before we get into any basketball, how
0: unbearable is Nick this week with the Chiefs back in the Super Bowl again? Oh,
1: gosh.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's tough. I mean, there probably isn't a more obnoxious co-host. I say that in love. That's my man. But still, I mean, he is in all of his glory. And if they win Monday – Oh. It's, or Sunday, it's gonna be Monday. Is gonna be a, a heck of a day for us. But <laughs> brutal. Yeah, it, he look. he He's he hung with them when they looked mediocre for the whole second half of the season. So I give him credit for that. But it is tough to deal with and stomach.
5: Now, Chris. Chris had me on um, with Rob Parker and. Uh, 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 right before the Browns played uh, the Texans, and you know, I was I was in my bag. I was talking my talk. I had uh, f- I had Flacco for five hundred. Like I, I had Miles Garrett six sacks. It was a landslide. And he said, "My brother, I, I just want to tell you something. Um, yeah, y'all y'all gonna lose this game." And uh, he was right. I got to give it to you. We got smashed. They got all them awards, Chris. They didn't do nothing against the Texans. Yeah. I got to take my licks.
4: Look, they had a great year. I'll give them credit. Um, And it's funny, and I wonder where you guys are at on this, because we had Baker Mayfield on our show, First Things First, earlier this week. And um, I I told him off the air, I said, man, look, I'm from Cleveland, and uh, you would be looking good in the Browns uniform right now, you know, because obviously they just need the quarterback. (laughs) Flacco was great, but I think he kind of – you know, he turned back into a pumpkin in that playoff game. But Deshaun is just—this is the question, right? I'm sure this is what everybody in Cleveland is wondering: Can he be even like 90% of what he used to be? And if he can, then you guys might have something special. Well, bro. Chris, we talk about that ad nauseum.
5: <laughs> uh, uh, look, said, oh, look, I want to hear what you have to I'm sure. You
4: should have seen Jay's
5: face light up. He said Baker. He, <laughs> he was like, "What?" Baker. <laughs> yeah, Chris.
1: Oh. Chris, I need to know what you think about that because. We waffle back and forth. Before the Ravens game, there were a lot of people in town that were like, this is what it is. He's never going to be Deshaun Houston. Then, after the second half of the Ravens game, you know, the next day it was announced the season was over. Right. But after that half against Baltimore, everybody kind of looked around and said, okay, that's what that looks like. And he can be that guy. What do
4: you say? I agree that he, you know, he showed signs, right? He showed spurts. But – and I think I heard you guys talking earlier about the, you know, the play calling and who's going to handle it. I think this is – if they switch from Stefanski, it's all about trying to have an offense that's more, you know, compatible with what Deshaun does well. Um, I'd like to think – not that I'm a huge fan of Deshaun's, but I would – he was a great quarterback, obviously, in Houston. Cleveland has virtually everything else they need. So I would love to see him become that guy again. Um, And again, if he's just 90, 95% of that, he can do it. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt in that he's so young. um, There's no way he should be washed. And coming back from basically two years off, that doesn't happen overnight. So I I would say you put a gun to my head, I'll bet that he plays much better going forward. I wouldn't say Houston, Deshaun but close enough for the Browns to really be a factor in the AFC. Right.
0: We'll take it. Chris, let's let's hop over to the NBA. First month or so of the season, we were having routine discussions about when J.B. Bickerstaff was going to get fired. We were hearing rumors <laughs> that Donovan Mitchell didn't like him. The team wasn't playing well. Then their two of their best players get hurt. Since then, they now they're back, obviously. They've been the best right. team in basketball since then. They've won 16 of 17. And now we're having a conversation on today's show whether or not JB is the coach of the year. Is
4: this unbelievable? <laughs> Could you see this coming at all? Well, JB, I was stunned at how much they were struggling early because obviously they had a good season last year. I think JB's a, a very good coach. And what I like about the, the Cavs is that they play defense, you know, and, and that's still important in today's NBA. So they obviously have scores. But they also defend, and that separates them from some of these other teams, you know, at, at near the top of the league. So I'm not surprised. I mean, I was, like I said, my surprise was how much they struggled early. I think it was smart to stick with Bickerstaff, and obviously it's paying off now. And look, I do think if, when you look at the Eastern Conference, I feel like there is no excuse for Boston not to win the East. I mean, they, if they don't win the East this year, then I don't know when they're going to win it again, and they're going to have to really do some shuffling. But with Joel Embiid hurt, and I know he might come back, but I'm I'm skeptical on that and how effective it will be when he comes back. So I think with him, with Philly kind of out of the way, Milwaukee obviously is having their issues. I think it's Boston, and then – you know, Milwaukee, and then Cleveland's in that next group with the Knicks, and you never can count out Miami. They're right there. But look, a break here or there, and you certainly can see the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Finals. And once you get to that round, that level, then, hey, you got a shot to get to the finals. So I wouldn't pick them as a favorite to win the East, but I do think they have a shot. And Donovan is playing – He's going to work. He's starting to work himself into the MVP conversation, especially with Embiid and some other guys getting hurt. You know, Brew, I got to get to this
5: because, you know, I I talk to Jason Lloyd all the time and um, I've been trying to start these rumors on my own. Um, I need some uh, some guys to jump on the bandwagon. I'm looking at the L.A. Lakers right now. Lakers make no moves at the deadline. You take a look at LeBron, AD. They actually are playing games together. They actually AD has been relatively right. healthy, and it's still not mattering. Uh, it, you know, they they got Reeves, they got those other guys, and and my thing is, if you look at the Lakers, I just don't think that they're in contention anymore, especially for winning championships. But I will say this: I'm looking at LeBron, and I'm saying, look, man. Hey, we ain't got no problem drafting Bronny. We'll put him right at the Schottenstein Center over there. <laughs> we ain't got no problem with that. And come you got a house already here. And look at the roster. I mean, you got you ain't gotta give up nobody. You got Allen, you got Mobley, young guys like Garland. and, and you pop possibly can keep Mitchell. You tell me that a landing spot, the cushy landing spot in the narrative, is is back in Cleveland for LeBron. What are your thoughts?
4: Well, well, first of all, I'm sure you've seen the reports. The Lakers they want to bring Donovan to LA, so I, I know that's probably a sore spot there in Cleveland. Yes.
1: So yeah, I, I think a that would be, be their Christmas first, too,
4: Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that would be their dream scenario, and I think for LeBron too, because obviously his life is set up in LA. You know, his young children is you know uh, his younger son is in Bryce is in high school, and um, you know, so I don't know that he really wants to uproot everything. But the Cavs, obviously, there's always that draw. I think it's a long shot. I mean, to go back to some place three times, even though it is home. And I say this, because LeBron is playing well. The numbers, he's not playing as well as the numbers suggest. You guys and myself as well, but you guys saw him at his best. LeBron James, don't people should not be fooled into thinking he's still in his prime because his numbers are essentially where his career numbers are at. Because LeBron James in his prime, there is no way he's not at the top of the league if Anthony Davis is his teammate. So LeBron is smart enough and skilled enough to score big points, and obviously he's a great passer. So he can put up numbers in today's NBA where it's easier to score, but he doesn't have the impact on the defensive end. He can't control the tempo of the game like he used to. And yet, it still can be a tough adjustment like if lebron went to cleveland things change you got to know, like he he it's a tough adjustment to play with lebron because not only is he still very good but he does some of everything and so now donovan may have to switch his game a little bit and and darius and and some of the other players and so I'm not saying I wouldn't do it if I could. If you can do it, if you're Cleveland, sure. But I'm just saying it would it would take a little while for that adjustment to kick in. And and if it worked, they, they would certainly have a shot in the East. So I would go for it, but I, I, I do think it's unrealistic.
1: Chris, um, many days, many, many hundreds of days, I sat between you and Skip Bayless. And you just now sounded yeah. a whole lot like Skip Bayless with that LeBron
5: diss. You been- <laughs> <laughs> Skip no, it from? wasn't a diss. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't no, know. It was a diss. He said it wasn't a diss song. It was a real no, song. Let me quote no. another friend of ours. You're that right. was
4: blasphemous what you said about LeBron. <laughs> no, Jay, I actually look at it as a compliment because if LeBron is, and I assume you're talking about, I said he's not, in his prime still so he's not as good as he used to be. Bless. If LeBron is in his prime and they are the ninth seed in the West with Anthony Davis healthy, then that's an insult. That's an insult to LeBron. I think the only explanation for why they aren't a legit championship contender is that yes, LeBron's numbers look good, but he he doesn't dominate the game like he used to. And that's fair. And you, you like and defensively, you guys know this, he was a terror defensively when he was at his height. And yeah. that's what enabled him, in addition to the great offensive skills, to be so dominant. But now he's not on that end. And, you know, he controls the pace of the game, the tempo, everything. And he doesn't do that anymore. So, it, 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 I mean, look, he's the best 39-year-old we've ever seen. And that includes, obviously, Michael Jordan and Kareem. But, no, I mean if LeBron were still at the height or even really close to the height of his career, they would be a championship contender without question. Well, that's true. Chris, not just
0: yesterday, the day of the deadline, but you know, if you want to include like the last week or two, whatever, who do you think uh, helped themselves the most in acquisitions over the last couple of weeks?
4: I thought the Knicks clearly, like, I I don't even think it's close. Um, Obviously first they brought in OG Anunobi, Who's you know he's gonna be he's out now and he'll be out for a few more weeks with the elbow injury, but since they got him, I mean, just like the Cavs have been playing some of the best ball in the league, the Knicks have been right there as well. Um, and so, and then yesterday at the deadline, they get Bogdan Bogdanovic and Alec Burks. Bogdanovich is a legit twenty point scorer, so he just gives them more depth, another option, another person the defense has to be concerned about, more shooting. So I think the Knicks – I think all of those teams are on the same level. They're dangerous, and you really – if you're a Boston or a Milwaukee, you don't want to face any of them early in the playoffs because you could get upset. So uh, I think the Knicks definitely helped themselves. I thought Phoenix made some good moves, um, you know, bringing in Royce O'Neal. Uh, and David Roddy so I think those guys will fit in with what they do they just need bodies that are role players that don't need the ball in their hands to be effective in the game so I thought Phoenix did a decent job as well but the the overall winner was the Knicks for sure
1: all right Brew before we let you go you got a big event coming up in Cleveland that I think hoops fans are going to want to hear about tell us all about it
4: yeah, I uh, I run an organization called the King Movement, and we're partnering with the Word Church over in Warrensville. to. Uh, it's a men's summit, so uh, anyone can come to that. There'll be discussions on men's health, speakers on, or mental health, I should say, mental health, spirituality, finances, fatherhood, things like that, really helping try to help men better themselves. But also, there is a Basketball tournament called the Midnight Rumble. Mm-hmm. And that will take place Saturday night, and the championship games will be Sunday afternoon. Uh, but there's a three on three tournament for men 35 and over. And the prize money, see, the prize money should attract anybody that still plays. The prize money for that is $3,000. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there is a five on five tournament for people under 35, like 15, 16 years old, up to 35. And that prize money is $5,000. Mm-hmm. So the registration, you can go to King's Summit, kingsummit.org and register. And um, there's more information on there. People you can email if you have questions about it. But yeah, the Midnight Rumble, it'll be at the Word Church, which you guys may know has you know NBA type you know regulation courts. A lot of the pros play there in the off season. And so uh it's gonna be a great time. And uh hopefully we draw all the hoopers out from Cleveland and beyond and see who can take home that big prize money. Mikey and McNuggets. that's March that's March sixteenth and seventeenth. Mikey McDougats, are you playing in this five on five tournament? You I actually it was
2: there? asked to play. I, I gotta see if I can make it.
4: Our our
0: producer, Mike. Oh wow. He he played division three hoops. So Where
2: um, at? Emerson College in Boston.
4: Okay. Oh, yeah. Somebody, uh, I think Presti. is uh, Prestes from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And H- there's a couple of. Is Great. from Emerson. Orlando. Emerson.
2: Yeah. There's a bunch of Emerson and it Rob
4: Hennigan. It, yep. Rob Hennigan.
5: Shout out to Pastor. Yeah. Ver- oh. Shout out Hype, to Pastor Ron. Vernon. Pastor Vernon is doing a lot of good things in the community. Uh, especially when yep. it comes to young black men. Shout out to Josh Cribs. He's been helping, and he's been over there doing some things, uh, you know, with, with Pastor Vernon, too. So um, that looks like it's going to be an event. Who's going to get that money? I like yeah, that. Yeah, let's go. Yeah.
1: I think Mike should get in on that. He's he's a sniper. He's a big shooter. Hey, Chris, um, did you go to Rob Parker's 60th birthday? Yes, I did. Please I talk. did. And Please it was this crazy
4: you I, <laughs> I will. I will. I'll tell him on the show tonight. All right. uh, it was as crazy as you might expect. Rob did a stand-up that, that wasn't funny, but because it wasn't funny, it actually ended up being funny. Yeah, so, Rob, yeah. Rob is a frustrated
1: wannabe stand-up comedian. CB, right. great talking to you.
4: Um, I would call you Skip right, Roussard, guys.
1: but I don't want to do that to you.
4: <laughs> no, please don't. Please yeah, don't, Jay. Great All talking right. with you guys. Thanks, Thanks for having Chris. me on. Always All good, right. Chris. Yeah. Always awesome. good. Yeah, man, he, you, Chris. And,
1: uh, he and Skip used to have some knockdown dragouts because he was a regular on first take and he was very pro LeBron, of course, during the uh, years of his prime. And, you know, we know what Skip thought of LeBron. He doesn't yeah. have the clutch gene and everything else. But man, did uh, did. I moderate some epic debates between those two. Sometimes I thought hands were going to be thrown.
2: It got that heavy. It It was fun. Also, G. Bush, tonight, 5 o'clock, the second episode of the Ultimate Brown Show (laughs) is debuting on our YouTube channel. Make sure you guys check out G. Bush on the Ultimate Brown Show Friday 5 o'clock tonight, <clears throat> and then every Monday as well. G Hit Bush me up on the hotline.
5: Down. The hotline number is out there. Hit me up when you have questions and comments for G. Bush. We're going to be talking about the stadium. We're going to be talking about some of these same topics tonight, but we got the hotline. Leave a message for your boy, and we'll put you on tonight. That's wonderful. Chris
2: mentioned it, Jay, but the Cavs did not make any moves at the deadline. Nothing. The Knicks did. The Bucks did. The Celtics did. The Pacers did. The other top teams in the East did. The Knicks, the biggest move getting Bogdanovich, but we didn't think the Cavs were going to make any moves. So it went as expected, but now when you look at how the rest of the East partook in the trade deadline, how do you think the Cavs now stack up in the East? Are they still right in the same class as Boston and the other top teams, or do you look at them a little lower because they did not necessarily improve at the deadline while other teams, at least on paper, did?
0: I I mean, listen, I'm not a a huge NBA authority, but it seems to me that the Knicks are the only team – that got, you know, I would say, significantly better. the Celtics' I, moves were nothing. Yeah, all really. the other teams' moves didn't seem, and, it, like, who cares what Philly did? They've lost Embiid, so, yeah, you yeah. know. I, I But he will be back for the playoffs. Right. I mean. But, oh, yeah, but Chris was just saying, well, who, like, it's not a short thing. Who knows what he's going to be like at that point? And, uh, you know, we'll see. But, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm not changing my opinion on the Cavs. I think they're, right now, they're, I mean, Boston's, Obviously, the class of the East right now, they're way ahead of everybody what else. What are they,
1: five games ahead Four of the Cavs? Four and a half ahead of the Four Cavs, and a half. I think. Cavs are in the two now. Yeah. Which is, you know, a week ago they were in the five. Now, they're still only a game. Only the Celtics the have whatever. less
0: losses than the Cavs.
5: Yeah, and the it's, pretty Man, it's pretty impressive. pretty impressive. I mean, the way Donovan Mitchell, I was watching the an interview, and he um, said, you know, about the trade deadline, he said, you know, I, I think we're good. I think we, we're fine. We didn't need to make a move. Um, and that says a lot. About your best player saying we good, we straight, yeah, and, and especially when when he was a guy that it was rumors that he didn't like what the coach was doing. I look at it the way he's playing right now. I mean, he's playing, I don't want to put, I don't want to sound like Earl, I mean, but he's playing dominant. I've not seen nobody dominate like this except for LeBron, and that includes Kyrie Irving. Wow, Neither, that's not. Night we, just, in, uh, we just said the other day that Kyrie Irving, uh, better than Donovan Mitchell. Night in, night out, Kyrie uh, – Ky, night in and night out, Donovan Mitchell was on the floor. He's ten, he's tenacious. He's playing defense. He's getting deflections. He's he's making his other teammates better. And there's times where he could take games off. There was times when I'm seeing him play Memphis or he's playing Orlando and I'm like, okay, they could lose this game. They're down about six or seven. And he just won't let them lose. He but, G,
0: listen – I love Donovan Mitchell. I love how he's playing. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, obviously Donovan Mitchell doesn't have LeBron playing next to him, right? Like Kyrie did, right? But until Donovan Mitchell at least wins one playoff series, yeah. I can't put him ahead of Kyrie. Well, well, I can't. I
5: can't. Well, here's what I'm saying. Now, it, it, when you're talking about overall and the overarching overarching thing, you talk about career yeah. whether he's better than Kyrie. Obviously, you have to do it um, in, in the postseason and get your money off that yeah. way and win a series. But what I'm saying is night in, night out in terms of who he is as an individual basketball player. Right. He's... he's, he's I think we're both great. right. Yeah, I, yeah. I
1: do think that his impact on the regular season, and again, factoring in that Kyrie did have LeBron. Yes. Donovan's doing more by himself. Now, he also has great players around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the original point, I was... I'm okay with them not making a move if basketball in april looks different than it did last april mm-hmm. like if they don't you know if they go out there and lose their first round playoff series again they're going to be favored most likely unless yeah. they slip in the five they're going to be favored if they lose that you now have to look at who goes well yeah I mean, then it's and, wholesale changes yeah. right but i i do think that i'm okay with them reaching that conclusion because things look different now things are different this year than they were last year in the preseason. I think the, their record last year at this time was just about the same, maybe a little better. No, no it's it better, was, this it better this year. It is better this year. By the way, I love that bad, I got yeah. Jay
0: saying the preseason in the regular season.
1: Well, it is.
0: But but <laughs> you're right. But what makes it different, two things. One is G has pointed out multiple times, they play, they can play multiple styles now, which they couldn't play last year. Right. Number two, they're way deeper, assuming they stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And right now they're very healthy. And number three. Look at them on the road this year versus last year. That's well, a mess. Big point. I they think, were the worst of the contending teams last year. They were the worst road team. This year, they have the best winning percentage on the road of any team in the league. Stunning. What a turnaround. I mean, that's, there. that's as
1: They're impressive
0: eight as eight Josh Naylor
1: learning how to hit. left and 8 left on the road. Left-handed pitching. Yeah. I, I, and what were they last year on the road? They're under 500. In the first 24 games. They were under five hundred. I don't
2: know the first twenty four games, but they were twenty and twenty one overall.
1: And that was and they played better later in the
0: year to get to twenty and twenty one.
5: By the way, man, shout out to Jay. I don't know what you did. Evan Mobley must have saw you. And Evan Mobley is now. I seen Evan Mobley take the ball coast to coast, finish with the left yeah. hand. He didn't shoot any threes, though. No threes tonight. last night. No, no the, what, the night before he hit a yeah, couple two threes. out of three. Two out of three. No, no,
0: two out of two the night before. Yeah, yeah. He's so five, five, five of for his six. last six from he's three. He's taking
5: the threes now. Um, he's, he, I, I was always on Evan Mobley a little bit because he would get seven, eight rebounds. I said, I need you to get ten, big fella. Like, you know, now he's getting those ten rebounds like Jared Allen. They've got two almost put-it-in-the-bank double-doubles. Yes, and yes. and a twenty-five no. point score a
1: night with Donovan. Yeah. If you can't win in the playoffs <laughs> with the pieces yeah, I they can't have wait now, for the it's Pardon. not the it's not the players. It's the system. Yeah. Not well, only yeah.
5: that, what they struggled in last year was the fact that guys couldn't hit a three-point shot. You look at it now. Oh. You take a look at Sam Merrill. He's all he's, he gets to the game. He's he's automatic almost. The guy that really has gotten better, and this doesn't happen a lot in the league. I don't know what he went to a camp. Isaac Okoro has gotten better. <laughs> I don't know if he went to, to to ABCD camp or I don't know if he went to the Bowling Green camp. Shout out to Bowling yeah. Green Coach Dockich is always at Bowling Green camp. Listen, this dude is hit threes, and the thing that he's he's really good at is being a multiple Swiss Army knife when he's guarding the one, two, and three position. And if you yeah. switch off of him and he catch a, a, a stretch four, he's not giving up because of, that much because he's strong. The fact that he's looking at the basket, shooting it with confidence, and I even give guys credit like this. Dean Wade, my good old friend. Uh, he was uh, hot for three uh, last uh, night. Uh, Johnny Bravo. Huh. Johnny Bravo is out here knocking down shots when he gets in the game. And if you can get them dudes to hit threes, Karis Vertus hitting them. Max Shrews hit about 60 the other day. You got a shot. I want to ask Mike a question
1: before we move off this topic. And, Bull, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I no, it's fine. Go point. ahead. You can make it after yeah. this. So, it's a given that when you get to the playoffs, you reduce the rotation. It's it's typically about what, eight guys in the playoffs?
2: Eight, yeah. nine tops.
1: Okay. So, let me ask this question. I know that that's the standard and that's the paradigm. But when you have so many parts that play roles, like this Cavaliers team, why can't they continue to go as deep in the playoffs with their bench as they do in the regular season,
2: it works. So part of it is guys who make shots in the regular season, that does not necessarily mean you make shots in the postseason. Facts. Well, but but guys don't, that, you have to, don't you have to give them the opportunity? Yeah, the, the, the yeah and, and J.B. will. And I'm sure early on in the series, he'll be a little more lenient. If someone's not on, he'll try someone else. But by game six, seven, you kind of know who's ready for the moment. Right. And secondly, in the postseason – and they happen with the Knicks-Cavs, they will hunt out match, matchups defensively. So if there's I know a they defensive will. liability. Where that doesn't happen as much in the regular season. And it doesn't season. happen in the regular season. Those right. are the two reasons why rotations right. typically get shorter and shorter. But that doesn't mean on a given night if – and I'm just hy- random hypothetical. Karras Levert's in that top eight. Sam Merrill's not. Levert struggles in his first stint. JB doesn't go, hey, Sam, we need some shooting. Get in there. Let's see what you got. Give him a run. If he plays well, right. yeah, he gets another chance. And, but but that's now those shooters.
1: And those eight, nine, ten guys on the bench become defensive liabilities and those are the matchups that teams are gonna seek out. Exactly. And especially
5: right. on the road. That's, like that's on the fair. road on the road, them shot you ain't got you ain't got much time on the road. Like you can't no. roll with a guy eight, ten minutes and he ain't give you nothing because he's getting victimized. And last year Isaac Okoro was not a defensive liability, but he was an offensive liability. Right.
2: They
0: didn't have to defend him. him. If he's confident and he's taking that shot, well, now he now you can play him in the
1: playoffs. Last year they really couldn't. That's the biggest key, yeah. I think. And to Massive. your point, that he's went to camp or something because now he's not a liability for half the time he's on the floor. Right. And I I can't wait to see how they use their rotations in the playoffs this yeah. year. It's going to be fascinating to me. Because last year, I thought they just completely misplayed all of that. But yep. they've got better moving parts They're this way year.
0: deeper. They have 11 legitimate players when Tristan Thompson's here. But obviously, they're not going to use 11. But I would still, and Jason was talking about this yesterday, in the buyout market, even if it's just a guy just to break glass in case of emergency. Right, yeah. Get another center and another point guard for the deep bench. Veteran guys, just in case people go down. Yeah, I'd no. be
2: shocked. If they don't make a move. And they're one of, by the way, so if you're in the second apron of the luxury tax, you can't sign a buyout guy. That's part of the penalty for spending that much money. Right. Which means if a veteran buyout guy wants to play for a ring, the Cavs are in a prime position as one of the teams that aren't in at my, that oh, luxury. Whoa, 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 Doesn't that
1: always come up where whoa. there's a guy that wants to move yeah. and he wants to go to a competitor? Like we've did seen Shotify the the play did, for a ring? Did you
5: say play for a ring? Like, I yeah. I was, oh, so, so, oh. So you, well, so listen, you, to in? you, they're in the two slot. I, I, like McNuggets is not, he McNuggets, you know, he said, I ain't gonna put words in his mouth, but he said like, look, they playing well, but, but I, the, I don't know if they better than Boston. I don't know if they can play with the heat. I don't know if they can play. But
2: gee, that's what I'm saying that some of those teams, the Lakers, the Suns, the Celtics, they're in that luxury tax threshold. They can't sign buyout right. guys. So, of the other teams, and I do think the Cavs are legitimate title contenders, wow. OKC's okay. also in that same conversation. Wow. They're under the luxury tax. Probably yeah. Minnesota, Them too. Then in Cleveland, Minnesota, no, Minnesota pays Gobert and Cat two oh, max contracts. Right. I'm not sure if they're in or out, but they're right on that fringe. A lot of the highest paid teams in the league are the teams that are competing. The Sixers can't sign a buyout guy. Right. So, the Cavs and are good in a position. To, yeah. and that's why I think they, also were, they were patient at the deadline. They didn't yeah. have to force that, anything. Do you think that's
1: why they didn't make a move?
2: I don't think there was an upgrade worth the value they would have had to give it up okay. as opposed to being able to sign a buyout guy, and it right. happens every year. There's Bring a in a third, third or two, point guard yeah. and a
0: third center uh, that, that have played in the playoffs and have some experience. Look, you're the two at the it. all-star break.
1: Yeah.
2: You're a contender. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to something Bull brought up. First, a quick word from FanDuel. It is Super Bowl weekend, and FanDuel wants to help you make a winner because it's number one sportsbook in the entire country. If you're like us, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. And right now, FanDuel has a ton of different ways to help you end the season with the W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but you can also bet on which players will score touchdowns, how many points will be scored, and so much more. Today, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if their first bet of $5 or more wins so visit fanduel.com ucss to sign up that is fanduel.com ucss make every moment more with fanduel an official sportsbook sponsor of the nfl we'll finish our fanduel parlay coming up in one sec but first the nfl pro football hall of fame announced its 2024 class the recipients that will be headed to canton next year dwight freeney devin hester andre johnson steve mcmichael julius peppers and randy gratishar and with devin hester being on that list, he's Patrick the first. Willis, too. Yes. I thought I said Patrick Willis. Oh, okay. Maybe. If I didn't, then Patrick Willis, yes. Oh, Sir, Pat uh, but made it. with Devin Hester making the list, he's a return specialist, a bona fide special teams guy. Didn't contribute much offensively or defense throughout his career, but one of, if not the best of all time returners, which Bull poised the question to me this morning. Could Josh Cribbs be next? Does that open the door for Josh Cribbs to become I, a Hall I want of Fame? I clarify famer?
1: something. Hester was a good. I mean, I know his big contributions were on special teams, but he was also a productive player. Uh, More than Josh Cribbs. Yeah. He wasn't anywhere. He wasn't just in the special teams. No, but he wasn't. He Stand look, if he, he wasn't a return guy, he wouldn't be going in the Hall of Fame. Not even in the conversation, Not no, even close. No, no, no. So, that, so. That's
0: my
2: point. For, well, yeah, ask you a question, question
1: because I thought so, it was fascinating. Well,
0: no, I mean, I listen, I love Josh Gribbs. I've always had, whenever I, we used to have him on the show a lot, great guy, love him. He was a really, really good special teams player. Three-time pro bowler, made the 2000s all-decade team, but no, he ain't Devin Hester. I'm sorry. And here's the problem. Josh – and that's why – that's our latest out-of-pocket. Earl is out-of-pocket because he says Josh Cribbs should be in the Hall of Fame next year. Josh Cribbs – I love him. I'm sorry. He's never going to the Hall of Fame. He – remember, when you're – if you're a special teamer or, you know, kicker, punter, return guy, it's not like other positions. At other positions – you could be a. You're, if you're a tier one guy, you're in the Hall of Fame. But if you're a tier two guy, you still might get in the Hall of Fame, too. Sure. At quarterback, running back, other things. You got to be the best. When you are a returner, a punter, a kicker, you can't just be the best for a couple of years. Yeah. You have to be one of the one or maybe two, maybe, maybe three, at most, in the history of the game.
1: Okay, well, he, all, he's he is, about though. three. He, at, no, I mean. To, He's okay, got but eight kickoff returns and three punt returns for touchdowns, 11 correct. total returns. Where does that rank him all time?
5: Give me a sec because I think he had the I, most kickoff returns. I think after he still does.
1: No, I think he still
0: does. He did, he was a virtual non factor, obviously, in the rest of the game.
5: He has well, the no,
2: second most kick return touchdowns ever. Cordero Patterson has since surpassed him. Right, are we, okay, putting, Cordero Patterson?
0: Are we putting Cordero Patterson in the uh, Hall of Fame? No, we are not.
5: Well, I mean,
1: how, many, no, how,
2: but many, hold how on. many punt returns? Hold on, give me the bad. total yeah. for the total returns. Hester's got touchdowns. way more than Cribs. Uh, does he? Uh, Devin Hester has 14 punt return touchdowns. Okay. Oh, how many Metcalfe kick return touchdowns? Uh, give me a sec, kick return touchdowns, kick return touchdowns. Shout out to Pro Football Reference for having such a easily navigable site. He has five, so he has 19 career Okay,
0: returns. so yeah, you, Bull, you're probably right there. Josh Cribs has how many total? Four, uh, 11, 11 total.
1: Eleven and nineteen in
0: it's terms of return touchdowns—that's yeah. a massive
2: difference.
1: What about total return yards? I know, I think he has the lead in those. But okay, while I mean, he looks I, at I, that, you know, I, I agree with you. Yeah, um, Ray Guy is in the Hall of Fame. That's it. I think he's the only punter it's widely regarded as the greatest ever to do it. He changed the kick. I mean, game how too. many kickers
5: are in the is Hall Vinatarian, of Fame? Very few. Is Vinatarian, maybe two? I Jan do have Stenner, the yards.
2: What? Brian Mitchell. Has 19,000 return yards. Wow. And, one and Mitchell, and Mitchell 4, is not 4, a Hall of Famer, right? No, he's not. No. Yeah. 4,000 yeah, 4, more Bull than then. anyone it, else. It's a, I, I love I, I, Josh Cribbs. It's not an Josh insult too. to
0: him. Yeah. If there was a hole of very good, I'm putting him in. He's but in he's, to yeah. be in as a return, man, you've got to be the best ever. And Devin Hester to me is the best ever. And he's a class above everything. I, to me, everybody else. Yeah, Mitchell. Josh Cribbs was really, returned, really yeah. good, but not—he wasn't Devin Hester good. It's just a, yeah. there's I mean, levels to this. It,
5: there is people. levels. I mean, one, one thing that is Deion impressive. Deion
1: Sanders was a re- great return oh, guy. The God, one yeah.
5: thing that was very impressive, though, I will say, is—I mean, when you make the All-Decade team, that's kind of that's—that means I, you was the, you was the best player. Now, for, if,
1: if, you for make, 10 years. if you make an all-decade team, odds are you're going to the Hall of Fame. Yes, but not at that position. No, he, right, now, right, right. I, I don't want to completely dismiss him as a wide receiver quarterback because he had moments for the Browns. Now, obviously, he wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't be considered for anything based on that. But I always thought that they should have used him more, particularly because he played in the Wildcat era. I thought he could have been one of the greatest Wildcat quarterbacks ever, just because yeah. of the skill set. How many? First-team All-Pros did uh,
2: Devin Hester have, Mike? Do you know? With a click of a button, I could tell you Devin Hester in his career, three-time first-team All-Pro, second-team All-Pro once, four-time Pro Bowler. Yeah. He was also a member of the 2000s All-Decade team and the 2010s All-Decade team. That he was also the kick returner for the NFL 100th anniversary all-time team. Yeah. I mean, he's
0: just, you know, I, I, I wouldn't put any other return guy in the Hall of Fame. Personally, Josh Cribbs was excellent. Now, I well, just let, think...
1: let, let, let's parse that question, yeah, yeah. okay, for a second. Yeah. Um, if That position, as much as any, can pivot a game. It could. It's it's, yeah. it's it's a huge position. Why Why shouldn't there be the best from every era in the Hall of Fame? It's I a mean, big position in the game.
0: It, didn't Devin Hester – what was the year's – I guess Hester played more. Hester
2: of. was actually drafted one year after Cribs. Yeah. Cribs was so drafted kind of in 2005. The same time, Hester so. was 2006.
0: There was also, remember, he gets lost now, but uh, what's his name? Who was on the Falcons. was a great returner, too. Hall. Dante, Dante, Dante Hall. Dante Hall was
2: great than the Chiefs.
1: How many, how
0: many
2: return touchdowns does he have, Mike? Total. Uh, Dante Hall had six kick returns for a touchdown. Yeah. And I'd switch this to punt. Let me go. Punt return touchdowns. Dante Hall has 12 total. So Dante, that's more than
1: Cribs. Yeah. What hurts Cribs is he only had three punt return touchdowns. The eight kickoffs are great. Right. But, um, I, the, the reason I bring that question up is it does kind of seem absurd that you can have dozens and dozens of wide receivers, linebackers, you know, those are all key positions of the game, but uh, you can think back on some games that were absolutely flipped because of a big return. That's true. Uh, you- but in the course of a
3: season. This Lockdown podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients. Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: Especially, I mean, now they're having almost no impact. Well, now those kickoff
1: records are,
0: I imagine, Cordero Paris,
1: Cordero Paris,
0: Patterson,
3: yeah.
1: Will probably die with the record because yeah. you just don't see kickoffs. No yeah. You
5: know, I, I think there was one thing that you can say in Cribs' favor is the fact that you go back and look, first of all, he's an undrafted guy from Kent. Like he, you know, comes in as a quarterback, doesn't really have a position, uh, starts playing special teams. Not only did, did he do that, but he went down on special teams and was a good special team player on punt. He was a good special team player on Kickoff tackling people, sure. And then third, you look at those Cleveland Browns teams. Those Cleveland Browns teams were terrible. They didn't score any points. If there were they, there were games where the only way the Browns were getting points or field position was yeah. if Josh Cribbs gave them the football in, in, in decent yards or took it to the house. What if we did this, guys? What if I almost feel like the Hall of Fame because special teams—it's
1: such a different animal. Mm-hmm. If you're strictly special teams, you're on the field for 10, 12, right. 14 plays a game. I almost feel like there should be a special wing of hall of, uh, in the Hall of Fame for special teamers. I, I, I think it's a shame that you've only got a handful of kickers. There are four kickers. One punter. So here's the, Is the, Jan Stenerud in?
0: The, the kickers are Morton Anderson, Jan Stenerud, George Blanda, and Lou Groza.
1: Okay, now, is Venateri going in? He should. Uh, and and yeah. Tucker and is Tucker certainly will going go in. in. I,
5: how yeah, is Venitari yeah. not in? Well, well I don't he's been retired. I think long he's been enough.
1: out long enough. You got to be out five years to be on a ballot. He, yeah. He's got to be. I in. think Venitari for the the number of big kicks. Yeah, he made, he'll go in. He'll and go Tucker in, will go in. But I just think like I, I know, I know they're kickers, and I yeah. know we look at them differently. But when you've got the best, it changes your team's life. The, Agreed. But because they are play significantly
0: less plays than the other players. I get they've that. They've got to – the standards are almost well, – Well, here's the thing. Maybe I, they're
5: too high. My, my, Maybe it is too high. Yeah, that's every, the question I'm asking. Every, I, what I, well, i answer the question. There's a difference between plays and impact. You can play 70,000 like 70, plays, I like that. but what is your impact? Ask yeah. the Buffalo Bills about impacting kickers. Well, who's the leading scorer on just about every team in the NFL? Kickers. Okay, so that measures impact. And when you get to the and when and when you get, when you're trying to angle to get in field goal position to win the Super Bowl, everybody wants a kicker, right? You aren't kidding. So you keep they, they count then at the biggest. Well, plays. ask the Buffalo Bills, but, but, not just not just this year. But in
1: their history, they lost a the Super Bowl because they missed a chippy. And, and the kicker, my
5: heart goes out to him. He was a, a good kicker. He was a good kicker. Yeah, wow, the Just, they can miss. Very and part of the
0: kid. problem, like when you look at Cribs, right? In, he had two years, 2007 and 2009, where he had seven returns for a touchdown in those two years. The rest of his career, wow. only had four. Yeah, and so it's like, well, he yeah, had two
1: two Hall of Fame seasons, right? But you need more than that to get in the Hall and, of Fame. Yeah,
0: and maybe Devin Hester is similar. I don't know. I haven't looked at break down his numbers. And then but. I just
5: ask people, go back and like that is a skill set. Like, let's keep it real. We 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 want a guy to get ten yards. We want a guy to just be able to fair catch the ball and not drop it. Just get us a first. down. Get us a first down. down the like, return. and these dudes are taking it to the house regularly. Yeah. That is a skill set. It's a lost art. And I don't even think it's something you could teach. You just you just born with that vision. Well, you and ability. Have a, you have to be a,
1: a mercenary. You have to be run with your hair on fire, and and I, Cribs was so good at catch and go, you know, and he yeah. went north and south. It's the guys the guys that drive me nuts, and Peppers did this when he was here. DPJ did that when he this when he was here. The East-West running is terrible. It just, it buys it, you time. Yeah. but doesn't get you yardage. In fairness to the guys now, not those
0: guys specifically. It's harder. The rules of hell are hurting. Return right. guys. By the way, to be fair, Devin Hester only had four years where he had three or more touchdowns in a year. Cribs okay. had two uh, return touchdowns. Cribs had two years with three or more. Uh, Hester had four. How about
1: this for a rule change? The only player on punt that can be on the line of scrimmage is the center. Everybody else has to be five yards back. Yeah. It I would mean, increase the yardage of punt it, it returns. They would, and make but them
0: a, they've been working to... They don't want that they, play the they game anymore. They don't want that play. So that, I, I, I get Well, they saying. don't want the
1: kickoff return. That's the one where guys get a 60-yard head start yeah, right, right, right. and just take someone's helmet off. The punt return, the gunners are so good. When you watch a really good gunner, yeah. they are so good at getting working off double teams. Yeah, It's like within two seconds... They're 15 yards down the field, yeah. and, the, and and the, their defenders are nowhere
2: near them anymore. Yeah, and you true. can't hit them from behind. That's we true. asked the YouTube chat, is Josh Cribbs a Hall of Famer? 60% said yes, 40% wow. said Not no. Not biased
0: there at all. No, no, that's, that's <laughs> All right, that's
2: It is fair. time to wrap up and place the final leg of our <laughs> oh, yeah. ultimate same-game parlay. To recap where we're at so far, we've made four bets. If you just did this four-part parlay, you'd have 9-1 to one odds on FanDuel right now. It's plus 888. Eight, eight. We took the under on passing yards for Purdy, the over on rushing yards for Pacheco, over on receiving yards for Travis Kelsey, and at an any time touchdown from Travis Kelsey was even Ooh. odds at plus 100. I the like that. The last part. I like that yeah. part like a we lot. Were,
0: we were, the debate yesterday was Tyvis wanted to go with McCaffrey any time touchdown, but it was minus 265. Ooh. So it was so overwhelmingly the favorite there. I think they've got that odds wrong. Right. And I think. Kelsey has just as good a chance chances. I mean, I, I, if I had to say who's more likely to score a touchdown, I'd go McCaffrey I over would Kelsey, too, but, I don't think the but difference... not by that big a gap. No, that's a yeah. huge gap. So right. we got
2: Kelsey locked in. I think it's great value today. Yes. I gave you one, either over under, and then four different Fanduel specials that have at minimum plus three fifty or even higher. So, so let's good. take a look. Let's see if yeah. we could agree. If you guys know, don't like the special, we can go with the over under. But the over under for the game is set at forty seven and a half points. Same bet or same juice on either side. Over under. You can take Chris Jones and Nick Bosa to each record at least half a sack. That's plus 340. Okay. They both would have to record half a sack. Christian McCaffrey to score a rushing and a receiving touchdown. Wow, kind of no. like that one, a plus, plus 750. That's, 50. that's not happening. any player to score a 75-yard touchdown. That's any not player, that's 20 to life. one. You don't think McCaffrey can get a rushing and a receiving? No. Or an he offensive lineman of to score a touchdown is 60, 65. Offensive to one. lineman. To so score a touchdown. we can take one of the crazy Fanduel specials. There's many more on Fanduel if you want to go look it's on your own. special. But yeah, of these four specials or an over under if we want to play it a little safer. But any of these. Especially one of the bottom four, one of the four Fanduel specials, will take this parlay from nine to one into about the twenties to one. So, what do you guys think?
1: I mean, uh, the over/under jumps out to me. I think that's pretty
0: low, but that's even money. I actually like the under, though. You do? I do. I think it's going to be a, a lower scoring game.
5: I've told myself never take the under with Patrick Mahomes. Here's Although, a, the, and that's what everybody says. And he, they, the Chiefs have actually
0: been under in the majority of their playoff games recently. Because of that. Because everybody thinks never we
1: take got the other. two under. great defenses.
5: Really,
0: really
1: good yeah. defenses.
5: And see, the, pro- see, the problem is, <sighs> to get the odds, I, I kind of like the, the Jones and Bosa sacks. I like that. I actually like that. I'd I, I be okay I, with that. The numbers are good.
0: It's plus 340. I, I do think McCaffrey has a good chance to score both. And that's plus 750. But obviously, you don't feel confident about I it.
1: I think that's a no risk it, no biscuit
0: point. Yeah, right, right. Like, right, if right. you yeah.
1: want a big payoff, that's the way yeah. to go. But, man... To get one of each in the Super Bowl against his Kansas City defense,
0: that
5: that would mean you have. That would mean you. have I mean, he's the MVP. He
0: is the. MVP. I mean, how many touchdowns did he have this year, Mike? He Twenty-five has a- touchdowns. Twenty-five.
2: What, and how many rushing? How many receiving? More were rush.
1: One sec. I mean, he had a lot of receiving. You know, they had two players up for the MVP. San Francisco. Yeah. Kansas City didn't have any. No, Mahomes McCaffrey
2: this year had. 14 rushing touchdowns. That's what
1: I would guess the split was. 11 and
2: 11 receiving. 11. uh, Well, 25, including the playoffs. In right. The regular season it was 21. It's 14 and seven. I don't he, know. What do you guys? I, 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 I like the sack.
5: He would have to, to me, for him to get a touchdown, they had to throw a screen pass. They have to. It would be probably under 20 yards. Yeah, yeah. sure.
1: I think that's safe. I,
5: I, I like that one. But the safer bet is
0: the safer bet with still good odds. Is, is the sack. Because you could get a half a sack. So, yeah. do we have it down to those two? I, I like the sack. Them. I like those two also. Let, yeah, let's go. I, I mean, mean, I think we should go with the, the sack. The, the, the so, they both have to have over a half, right?
2: Yes. The so, it's essentially they both they have a, to have a, a full, sack. They both need On a full sack. I mean, I mean those guys can get two a lot halves, of individual two halves, but they sacks. have to have a full
0: sack. It's certainly no no guarantee. But both offensive lines are good, but they're not lights out. No. And the, the Chiefs are... Uh, Missing one of their starting guards is not Joe playing. I,
1: I, I feel comfortable, comfortable with that, guys. I do. I feel like with Jones and one. Bosa yeah. are both Espe- really good bets Espe- to especially get a sack. Chris
5: Jones. I think Brock Purdy ain't gonna run around too much, and if you see him, he's gonna fall and just be like, okay, let's yeah, get so. Yeah, I this mean, Mahomes away. is hard to sack. Mahomes That's is hard to sack, but Bosa is one of the. Best if anybody's in
0: the business, gonna do it, it's gonna be Bosa. Right, I agree. I so, agree. I like that. All right, we're gonna go with that one, Mike. Lock it okay, in. so
2: I just put it into the algorithm of Fanduel. You guys see him on my Fanduel account right here. I don't know if Steve, you can see this. Yep, I see it. On certain FanDuel specials, you cannot parlay them with the same game. Right. Today. So, we're going to put a separate bet on the plus okay. 340. Mahomes, let's for the sake of the parlay, do you guys like the over or under? Because we yeah, we're not going to be in agreement on parlay. that. Because these,
0: I mean, yeah. go,
1: you guys are probably, let's I tell majority. What the goal, I, I'm thinking about the score that I predicted. It is under the 47.5.
0: Yeah,
2: I got yeah. to just. Like, yeah, you like the, I've seen your score. You like the under. Yeah, what I is got it, 20? What's the game? 47.5.
1: 47 so that's like so twenty-three point five. You need a
2: twenty-seven, twenty-four
1: to push the over. Damn.
2: I'll tell you, if you take the over/under, regardless of which way, that brings you to eighteen to one odds. So ten dollars wins you essentially one hundred eighty. So it doubles our chance. Doubles, doubles our, our chances if we add an over/under here. So a
1: ten-dollar bet becomes 180. Mm. one hundred eighty. Correct. A
2: thousand-dollar bet.
1: A thousand-dollar bet. Would that be? Responsible. Eighteen 8, hundred.
0: Yes. Eighteen hundred? No, it becomes eighteen thousand. No, eighteen thousand. Oh, well, 18, Yeah. yeah.
2: Hundred becomes eighteen hundred.
0: Yeah. All right. So where are we going? Are we going over or under? We're gonna to have to do majority rules. I'll go with the under. Oh, you? Going I'll with take under?
2: it too. I like the under. So we're taking the under. So we'll add so, our five part same game parlay. Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown score under Brock Purdy passing yards over Travis Kelsey receiving yards over Tra- over Isaiah Pacheco rushing yards and under the total points here and that brings you to plus 1791
5: so if everybody in the studio puts a hundred bucks in we would essentially split 18,000 eight- well are there 10 of us? i have
2: just gambled responsibly mm, on that part of good. Mm.
5: for me and director
2: steve now right. how do we put out. that out there so our fans can we should
1: see should tweet it, it. We it, it out on twitter i will screenshot it and yeah. i will post it do we get traction on twitter we a do. Lot. Yeah. Do we have a social that gets more traction over the others? Twitter.
5: Twitter's our leading traction. Huh. By far. Yeah, Facebook's dead. I don't even know. They, like, no. It's only grandmas and um, knitted sweaters on there. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, we're
2: also going to bet $10 on Chris Jones, Nick Bose, that each have a sack. That's plus 340 So 10 wins you $34. bucks. Okay. that will be another prop bet you want to get in on. So we'll tweet that out. If you want to play with us, you want to bet with us, I, I think send folks it should in. Lay a and I promise we will read if this hits. Anyone who sends us a ticket, we'll spend the first five minutes of the show on Monday. There reading every winning ticket if you bet with the ultimate same uh, game. What you say partner? about Lay that? a
0: dollar or two on the McCaffrey thing, especially at plus 800 or whatever it was. That's crazy. It's good It's Because yeah. I, I could see the Niners scoring three touchdowns and two of them a McCaffrey. So you have the Niners winning, man. No, I don't, believe it or not. Well, how is that going <laughs> to stay
1: under? If he scores three touchdowns, and no, then not moves. three. No, I'm saying. Well, oh, I thought you said I could see the. I think my final score two. was 24-21, which oh, okay. would be under. That would but be under.
0: I can't remember exactly what my final that I gave the mic was, but I know I had the under. All but right. uh, no, I'm saying McCaffrey. You know, I could see them scoring two touchdowns, and they're both McCaffrey. Right? Actually.
1: Are they? Uh,
2: who's the betting favorite? San Francisco. San Francisco, two By and a half point favorites. Yeah. Oh, it's two and, two and a half. Two, band? two and a half, depending on what book you look at. Yeah, in. yeah. Okay. All right, we got one super chat or two super chats. And we're gonna do our top five Super Bowl snacks here before we get ready to head over to WKYC. Damian Frederick said, "G. Bush looking like we ain't getting no younger. We might as well do it." LOL. Hashtag jagged edge. <laughs> and Dontavious Winston says, "Will the jagged new stadium have cheerleaders?" Jay, if anyone knows, they should. ABU. Come on, Jay. Will the new
0: stadium
1: have cheerleaders? Yeah. Uh, they've always resisted that urge, and I don't know. The Browns how
5: long. are one of only so, like five only teams. A that don't they? do never had them. They don't have a cheerleader. Right? They don't have a band. No. They don't have a fight song. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't got a logo on a helmet. These boys really. Hey, Paul Brown. It's all came, about the football. Paul Brown came in and said no, 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 and no.
1: <laughs> it's true.
5: Yeah, but the, uh, Paul Brown owned the Bengals, and they have cheerleaders. He, he was getting older in his age.
2: <laughs> so we got five minutes where we got to wrap Old up. We're going to do our dude. top five <laughs> Super Bowl party snacks that, girl. that are the uh, must-haves at any Super Bowl party you guys attend. This weekend, bull I'm gonna run through these quickly because I know one of these is gonna trigger yeah. another out-of-pocket yeah. situation. The final for you. out-of-pocket. Final. We'll we start with number five who's... of the five best. We should do
4: that snacks. every
1: Friday, by the way. We each pick someone out-of-pocket Friday. Yeah. Really. Out-of-pocket <laughs> Friday. Like out-of-pocket that. Friday,
2: and we each, and,
1: you know, we each yeah. get our, our dude.
2: All right, number five. We're we'll gonna look at this quickly. Nachos, staple, a classic. Some are much better than others. You gotta have cheese and all the toppings spread out. It can't just be in the middle. But nachos, it, a not no
5: sprinkle cheese. Your yeah. cheese have no. to be melted. Yes. Don't put no little. Don't don't nuke a, a bag of shredded mild cheddar and no, call them count. nachos. That doesn't count. It doesn't all count.
0: nachos though is everybody sharing. You're getting into each other's foods. A little germy.
1: Yeah, it is a little. <laughs> I mean, you're only. There's no double dipping because it's just, you're yeah, just taking right. one. But I've seen people like load up a chip with stuff, Just, and, and, and their fingers touch some why of the remnants, low. and I'm, I'm out
2: at that point. Yeah, <laughs> I can another one. It's got a high out. variance. Good nachos are very good. Bad nachos are very bad. High variance, but it's a staple. Number I like four, loaded nachos. This am surprised Steve,
1: it's that low because it does seem to be a Super Bowl staple. It's it definitely a staple.
2: Uh, number four, this is what Steve Becker put at number one. I think he's out of pocket for this one. Add it to your list. But pigs in a blanket—this was his number Those one choice. I, I mean, that
0: about that
5: about sums up Steve right there. Yeah, that come that on, Steve, you're choice. better than that.
2: I, I, I. First eat, of all,
1: it just looks nasty. I
5: eat pigs in a blanket, but that is not something I'm going no. to be like, oh my gosh, the, the pigs, in are pigs. pigs in a blanket. if they don't have it. Are you going to say, wait, you don't have pigs in a
0: blanket? Pigs in a blanket are an appetizer for a bar mitzvah, not for the Super Bowl. I mean, let's get come on, stop it, Steve.
2: Number three. And Bull, I'll give you a minute to go off on okay. your tangent after this. But number three is pizza. It doesn't feel like a Super Bowl snack, but Jay had pizza last year. It fit right in with all the other accompaniments who doesn't easy, love easy. pizza. It's, it's easy. easy. And even and Bull, I know you're gonna disagree, but you can really mess up a lot of things. There is such thing as bad pizza, which you'll get to in one sec, but for the most part, it's a very low baseline, high floor. Not necessarily the highest ceiling, unless you're getting it from. All right, it's a dealer, crowd pleaser. It's Everybody
0: crowd likes pizza. I got pizza. no problem with pizza, but let me get to this. We all love Austin Love. He's a young up and comer. He's not as young as I think he is. We'll yeah.
1: yeah, uh, he's, boy, I he's, an he's leaving the business. I know. He told me. is. We'll get to that later. Yeah. I guess he's not
0: an up and comer anymore because he's
1: leaving the business. Yeah, I was. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm happy for him because I think it's a good choice for where he's going. But
0: but but Austin, he's a great guy. We see him in the gym. Yep. He's one of the few people I ever see using the gym in there besides Jay. And, uh, and and he was on the morning show today, and he made some pizza, and the, instead of sauce, he used mustard. That's the most Whoa. disgusting thing that is completely out of pocket. Wow. Called and, it a
2: Cleveland pie. It's, it's not a Cleveland Blossom? pie. Nobody
0: in Cleveland's eating eaten pizza with mustard on it. That's disgusting. Now, what did he say, though? He, no, he, he made, made it, and, try it, and some of the – I can't Dave, remember who was on with Dave, him. Dave said it was good. I I think it was Dave. Chud? Yeah. It was Chud, yeah. Yeah. He says, good. Now, Dave, you're wrong. I got to school both of them up right here. Have you had it? I, I don't like mustard, period. See, I don't
1: either. That's why I wouldn't eat it. But for people that like mustard, who the hell? But knows? it's not
5: pizza. You can't call it pizza. No, I mean, I, I mean, it's mustard. I don't Get know. Out of here. I don't know very many foods that have a mustard base anyway. Like just Ooh. regular food. Like I it's, know. it's I such know. a fringe. Think about what the sauce is to the pizza. It's it's a cornerstone. That's yeah, it. Yeah. And,
1: and and mustard is 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 a condiment. It's, it's a like condiment. an additive.
2: Out of pocket, Austin. still try it, but out of pocket. Number two, chicken cool. wings. It's a staple. Wings, never a bad time to have yeah, wings. But no the number writer. one Super Damn, Bowl snack, right yeah, now. Yeah, undisputed, do. in my opinion, can't go wrong, buffalo chicken dip. You need to have yeah. it. It hits every time. Sweet, savory, yeah. delicious. Can't be buffalo chicken dip. At Sweet, a savory, party. delicious. If,
5: if you had to move something out for them corn dogs, what would it be? Nachos. Uh, but pigs in a
2: blanket. That was only there. Pigs, for in, the blanket. Blanket. Yeah, pigs in, you, in a blanket. in a blanket. But what would you put in place? Cookies. Cookies. Hmm. That's not a, I guess it is a snack. We'll see you on WKYC. Uh, Peace. I got a